Andrea, we're back. And we're back. It's exciting to be back. It's I, Sunday record day. It's Sunday record day, which means probably by Saturday at about five, I'm like, tomorrow, Andrea and I will be together. Yes. Talking about things we want y'all to talk about. Things that we want to talk about mm-hmm. as well, that we want our guests, our Tupi Till family to join us in the conversations. Mm-hmm. And most people probably are aware by now that we've already had so many conversations before Forest hit record. Yes. Right. And so yes. before we started this recording, uh, we were talking about the infamous Sea Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> and how it continues to carry over yeah, after that's right. that episode is dead and gone. And which there's something beautiful about the fact that we can continue to be in conversation with our listeners mm-hmm. and with each other. Absolutely. We're in community and we're also in comedy. We laugh. Oh, we do. It's still funny. It, uh, if you play Sea Biscuit right now, I'd have to I be won't. like, Andrea, just a minute. Just give me 20 minutes. I need to get through this scene. But I won't play it. So there is the there's that too, right? Uh-huh. So um, welcome, yes. welcome back, welcome everybody. to our listeners. Welcome to the folks who might be listening for the first time. We hope you hear something that really resonates with you. And for the folks who have been listening and with us for what three seasons now? I know this is season three. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Really, your comments, your liking, your sharing, your subscribing really helps us to know that we're helping. All of us think about things that we think are thought worthy and exposing us to some truths we might not have thought of on our own. Yeah. Someone said recently, you and Tazanim have morphed um, mm. since season one. Mm-hmm. Right? I think season one, as you love to say, we were in a place of, you know, beginning of the pandemic. We were talking about work and it was it felt like legacy work. Can mm. I say that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it felt like that. And then season two shifted and now season three is just who knows, right? I think people are seeing a glimpse of us um, in ways that they've never seen before. I think people who have known us and been in community with us for decades are still finding out something new about who we are Mm -hmm. and the things that we are in conversation about. And we're finding out things that are new about who we are. I do, I do. And maybe we're bringing that to Truth Be Told. I think that's exactly what we're bringing to Truth Be Told. It's like we don't have hard and fast certainty on a lot of topics about who we are and how we're growing. So our commitment to growth, I think, is what we bring to, to Truth Be Told. That is definitely what we bring to yeah. season three. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are actually living it out. Yes. So season two, we thought about it. Season we two, aspired it. Yeah. it to be there, right? Yeah. Season one, we, we, we had this long-term plan of oh, mm-hmm. what it would be like to, to stand in truth, mm-hmm. what it would be like and feel like to be in community with other listeners who are also learning how to stand in their truth. Mm-hmm. But here we are today in season three, and we've grown, Taz Name. We have. We've grown so <laughs> to the point that when you started thinking about and sharing the topics you wanted to speak about today, I said, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> and we're like, that's all right. And you kept moving. It was like, yeah. So uh, the first one we're going to do and the second one, and, and you didn't hear me. I, let me just say, did you hear me say, I don't want to do this? I heard you. But I don't want to talk about these One of the truths we've today. confronted is that everything that feels good doesn't mean it's good for you. I, I, and everything that feels bad doesn't mean it's bad for you. I so still don't want to do it. <laughs> so that's okay. Like, I, that's not a Let stop. the record reflect, friends, yeah. that these three topics that are going to stem from today's recording, uh, and shout out to Forrest, Forrest Eagle. Eagle, who is at the helm of all things. Forrest, it's great to be back in shared space with you. Um, folks, family, I'm not excited about these topics. Taz is, so 
let the record reflect. In the words of um, um, Felicia Rashad, you know, she's like, let the record reflect. (laughs) But you did say, you used the word earlier, Andrea, that I think speaks directly to what I'd like us to talk about. Use the word work. Let's do it. And I'd like us to really think about and pose to our listeners and our Truth Be Told family how it has become that work has infiltrated so many seconds and minutes of our day that we actually try to combine work with play. We try to combine productivity with pleasure. We do. That we don't really do this thing that the founder of the nap ministry, Trisha Hersey, says. We don't do this NAP thing called nap rest. ministry. Nap. Not, yeah, not the kitchen nap. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always fine. We, we support those naps. As you point to mine, I'm pointing to my kitchen. I'm feeling You point to my kitchen. That's a ministry in itself, okay? Oh, because oh, yeah, somebody, somebody lay hands on my naps. I mean, but this is the rest, right? Her right. book, Rest is Resistance, a manifesto, uh, was suggested to me by a counselor friend. Wow. Yeah. And that, let me tell you, I didn't even know I needed it. You didn't know you needed rest? I didn't know I needed the book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, she was listening huh. to me. So I'm explaining Did to her. Did you hear me say, hmm, hmm, hmm really? Hmm. Um, but, but I was explaining to her, I have this sort of steady feeling of running behind a train. Like, I gotta, I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. Like, there's, there's, there are very, I don't allow myself the luxury of just sitting and daydreaming. You always have to be in motion. I mean, I literally, I mean, I have, this is I a know. confession. This is my confession. Oh, and I feel, it, Usher. <laughs> I feel like, what's this next thing I have to do? Or what do I have to do p- to prepare so that For the next thing. you see? And so that means that if I prepare now, perhaps I'll get a little taste of the luxury of rest or downtime. On the back end. But Tazanim, your version of rest is always on the back. It's always on the back end. And this is why she said, you know what, sis? Have you heard of... The Nap Ministry. I'm like, yeah, I've seen her on Instagram. And she's like, you should get her book. And so one of the things she did was she connects this idea of grind culture to the history of African-Americans in the United States. That as part of capitalism, you must have workers. Of course. And so what better way to create an entire group of people who believe that their whole value is in being productive and being workers. Their whole value. So the idea of working from kank to kank, from kank see in the morning to kank see at night, that that, we talked four or 500 years ago, that kind of ethic beginning, 2023, it's still there. It takes how long to get this idea that we don't deserve it, no. earn it, keep it, or give the idea that rest is necessary. Right. So, I just, I know one of the stories that I was telling um, my counselor was I was going for a run and felt really proud that I'd made time to run. Now, check this out. <laughs> How was running part of rest? <laughs> I was saying to Again, myself, so I need to create time for myself. What are you going to do, Tasneem? You have I'm gonna an hour run. and a half. I'm going to run. Think about it. You say Think all about the time, it. running, grind, run, running centers me. It does. Running grounds me. Look, I'm at my best when I'm running. I'm at my best when I'm doing all of this. But think about, think about You're the paradox. You're in motion. You're still in motion. Think about the paradox. Albeit around your yes, neighborhood. Yes, my yard. I made a trail. All, albeit yeah. you are. I, so. Think so, about that. Like so, I, And when I was saying it to oh, her, I no, had to pause. I don't have to think about it. I have the visual. 
So let's just say a few Envision. weeks ago, no, I, when I, I had the pleasure oh. of spending the weekend at your house. <laughs> and you saw me. And I literally, it's a freaking crack of dawn. It's due outside. <laughs> and I look up, that hoping happened. to see deer. That happened. Hoping to see some wildlife. That happened. And who do I see? <laughs> Running around the perimeter, just out there. I was like, what the hell? And then I text you, look up. And you're like, huh. Yeah. So not only yeah. were you running and in motion, mm-hmm. you had your phone. Yeah, because I was listening to Oh, ah, you see that? Because I, I texted you and said, look up. And then you look like, huh. And then I see you. See, you this is my resting. point. It was six this of freaking clock point. in the morning, Tasneem. This is exactly my point. I mean, so I'm borderline jealous that I'm not up running at six. But However, I had committed myself to rest. And you were up at six. Because running. you know why? why? I felt like if I could pour into my cup preemptively with exercise, then later I would Earn rest by having already moved my body, and then <laughs> the thing you tell yourself, and then I'm like, then you'll be relaxed because the run will create you have endorphins, and then after the end, so there's a formula to the rest as opposed to sitting your. Do you hear this? Down. Do you hear this? There's a f- so on your running. So I'm please, going for a run, go back, tell and so I'm telling run. the counselor because midway through the run, I had an epiphany. Hmm. We had had the windstorm, and there were branches everywhere. Yeah. And so while I'm running, yeah. I think, how about you pick up some branches? <laughs> so let me work. Let me be, let me let me do work while I'm resting, yeah. you see. Because and I'm getting gonna... these amazing endorphins that I'm gonna store up, I'm gonna work. Uh-huh. You couldn't just run. I couldn't just run. Not that the run wasn't resting anyway, but now I've <laughs> added more work to the run. And so I'm realizing, like, dang, Tash, you can't even get a full lap in because there's so many branches. And preemptive if i get the branches now by the time i hire the long guy he don't have to worry about it because i'm paying him to freaking do it anyway but he doesn't have to do the work because i'm gonna do the work Mm -hmm. because i'm the worker Mm -hmm. because last year he's like i'm gonna charge you another 30 if unless you get these branches So somehow you told yourself i'm gonna save some money yeah i'm gonna make it easy Mm -hmm. by working and picking up Mm -hmm. so what kind of workout is that where i'm like jog jog a little Uh uh-oh gotta pick up (laughs) an arm full of branches can't do one it sounds sick one of them i had to drag like it was a log i was like you know what and it was when i Tried to pick up the log. I said to myself, I thought you were supposed to be out here doing something for you, not for the yard. And do you know how many times you've convinced yourself that running is for you? Which I'm not saying that it isn't because it is. But what happens when we come up with these one track way of of thinking, Mm -hmm. this fulfills this need. Mm -hmm. So for you, running is that. For me, being outside walking on the greenway is that. True, right? but it and also not it's not rest, and that that's because the thing. my mind and your mind and you picking up branches and mm-hmm. and freaking trails of whatever you were picking up mm-hmm. is not your body is not at rest, mm-hmm. and so we've done this over over how many years of a lifetime of of doing it's a this generational this. curse. So you talked so about she, this book that you oh yeah, that, so that, I got the book. So yes. Constance said, "Hey, you should get the book. It's an easy read. I think you'll enjoy it." I was like, oh, "Okay, dear." So she says, and this is the the sentence that got me, and I thought, she said, she meaning Trisha Hersey, mm-hmm. I come from a legacy of exhaustion. Wow. I had to put the book down on that. Wow. Many people believe grind culture is this pie-in-the-sky monster directing our every move, when in reality, we become grind culture. We are grind culture. Grind culture is our everyday behaviors, expectations, and engagements with each other and the world around us. We've been socialized, manipulated, and indoctrinated by everything in culture to believe the lies of ground to believe the lies of grind culture. In order for a capitalistic system to thrive, our false beliefs in productivity and labor must remain. 
we have internalized its teachings and become zombie-like in spirit and exhausted in body. So we push ourselves and each other under the guise of being hyperproductive and efficient. Zombie-like. Zombie-like in spirit and exhausted in body. I literally was raised on this was this was in my grits. It's it's in the DNA. This was in the granola. In the grits and the granola. Yes. I believe it because we are taught and conditioned that that is how we are to operate. That's how we're to perform. This Doing. idea that as a grinder, mm-hmm. that there is, there's no other way to be. Oh, yeah. It's tireless, but it is the thing that we have to do. And somehow we find a sense of fulfillment in all of this work. And what it mm-hmm. does is it creates chaos. Mm-hmm. Chaos of moving at a faster pace than our bodies were milt- weren't built to move at that pace. But we mm-hmm. create this new fast pace and we pride ourselves on now we can juggle tasks. We mm-hmm. can do all these things we're, mm-hmm. we're creating. But it's more than just simply being busy. No, because it's a busyness that comes from an illusion. And the so illusion th- that all of these things that I'm accomplishing yeah. fulfills me. Mm-hmm. It it it. Checks off all back to your checklist mm-hmm. and all the things and all my post-it notes. It makes us what? Has I think it, more productive, I think better, more productive, better, but yeah, it? better. I think that it makes us feel like we're good, more successful, it, more successful, and then therefore more lovable. Yeah, we got songs about how we hustle and grind. All, oh, I, yeah. all I mean, all I do is you fill in the blank, it, and I'm I'm guilty of it too. Like I pride myself on being. Oh, I got to hustle. I got to hustle. Did I not just say to you 45 minutes ago that? It's hard for me to connect to people who don't have a built-in hustle. Mm-hmm. Did I not just mm-hmm. say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things, think about these terms. We tell our children to stop being lazy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> we say things like idle hands. <laughs> is a devil's workshop. It's a devil's workshop. We say things like, so what you doing over there? Nothing. And, and she- we find criticism in the nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We say burn the midnight oil. Keep working hard. Find that third job. You have to be twice as good. Mm. So you don't ever. So to the point where rest becomes a dirty word and you don't really earn it until like the sun has gone down for a few hours. (laughs) Or how many times have you heard, oh, we'll rest in glory. (laughs) (laughs) I'll rest in glory. Oh, my God. Till my toes are up. I think I might have said that. Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead. What in the world kind of psychotic The nap minister says, the nap bishop. (laughs) I don't think she wants you to call her the nap bishop. (laughs) I'm Trisha Hersey. I'm sorry, Trisha, the, the, na- the nap ministry. The bishop, the, the nap bishop. <laughs> she says it's it is, psychotic. rest is resistance. It is so a, you know what oh, I've done now? Girl, tell me. And this is, a, this is part of her challenge. Do we even allow ourselves the gift of daydreaming? I can tell you that you shared with this group and our listeners in season one, as we were talking about a new goal for a new year, you said, I want to daydream I want more. to just look out the window and, and let all those butterflies of inspiration come and settle on my shoulders and not brush them off so I could do something like fold clothes. Mm. Or start chopping the onions that I'm going to use to saute for the greens I'm going to make later. I think I'm going to use a crock pot and then I'm going to... Do you know how brain. many cluttered things I can have? I be, and I'm going to do that and i got to pick up Aziza and then probably... And somebody said they need something from the Dollar General. I'm not sure. And she said she wanted vitamin E oil. Yeah. And then we run out of witch hazel. I'm not really sure. And then she said she needs some avocado because she's going to make a homemade mask. For, <laughs> and it just never stops. 
Yeah. It never stops. It never stops. I don't slow it down. And so the thing that I don't slow down is I don't let whimsy in. Right. Because my to-do list that I'm self-creating, because I can say, we're not doing that today. We're not doing that right now. We'll do that later. So it's a self-imposed psychotic cycle that we are doing. It is self-sabotage. It is self-sabotage to everything. So you've gone through this cycle. You said you want to be able to daydream. Mm -hmm. But instead, you're... You're coming up with all the the things that you're so you have these few moments that your mind is not being dictated by something or someone else. So you create all the other tasks that you need to. That's not daydreaming. And so for me, daydreaming, you know what I do? Hmm. I, I say it's my creative space. And guess what I'm doing? Getting a massage? No, I wish. No, <laughs> I mean, I do that, too. But no, when I'm calling myself daydreaming. I also say, like, you know, this is when I'm when I strategize at my when I'm at my best um, and I strategize and I come up with, you know, what's going to be the priority for fiscal year 2024. Wow, that's rest. <laughs> that's because my that's daydreaming. It's daydreaming. <laughs> Once you said the word strategize, I was done. That was, I was it, like, that, 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 that's not whimsy. Oh, oh, whimsy. And so how how counter is it, though, that some of the work that we do mm-hmm. right, is considered fluff and not the non-essentials mm-hmm. and that because people consider what we do a lot is fluff mm-hmm. social science social science it's the anthropology soft it's, skills. it's soft skills it's fluff right mm-hmm. but you're telling me that even in all of that and and we know it's not that you never spend time in the softness of the whimsical elements of just daydreaming mm-hmm. if you could daydream what would you daydream about that's the thing. I wouldn't plan it. I wouldn't plan a topic. Oh, okay. So you saw that? Like, I did. I was like, what are you going to daydream that, about? That's Still controlling. Let's contextualize daydreaming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate I this think, grind culture. I think this is I what I would do. I and it. she offers this. She said, because she, she being Trisha, she actually creates collective napping experiences. Literally. I'm cre- sorry. Collective. My, my mind went to shared napping? Yeah. 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 She In 2017, she had an experience for the public. A collective napping experience. You might have had to register first. I'm not sure. <laughs> Yoga mats, nap. pillows, blankets, candles, a rest altar containing archival photos of black people resting, raw cotton, jars of water, fresh flowers, and a soundtrack of curated rest music. Hmm. It was going to be a one-night-only art presentation. Forty hmm. people came, and they all came to rest. They were soothed by the sounds of Nature, they cuddled up on floor pillows wrapped in blankets. She walked around connecting with people. It was sacred, safe, and expansive. After two hours, she had to wake them jokers up. <laughs> and it was sleep. supposed to be just a nap and a rest. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that, on, on a shared collective commitment? Because that's what it was. She was dedicating specific time and space to to fight this this urge to always be doing and to the belief that somehow the more we are grinding, the more valuable and worthy that we are in society and mm-hmm. in our, in our lives, she created a, a pause, co- a pause, a collective pause. At a public library in Atlanta. Come on, library. So what happens when you create this and it becomes a task? Mm. You got to register for it. You got to get the people there. You got to monitor for it. Like, What happens when you create this collective shared rest and it just becomes yet another thing, another task. I think that's okay. Is it? I think so. I think like a lot of, you know, there's always work behind the scenes of anything. So even if I provide a relaxing experience for you, best believe there was <laughs> oh, yeah. some labor involved, right? Yes, yes, you are very yes. committed to the self-care of massages. 
before you get there, that masseuse is like making sure she got the oils and that she does. So, but but she's creating that experience for you. I think it is fine to, on behalf of the resters, to labor for someone else's rest. But I think it's also important to make sure that um, the reciprocity allows you to get the benefit of all that also. So, like finding those spaces. I don't know. I've never I've never been a part of a collective nap experience or a rest experience. I think it might be something like being in a circle and we all meditate or breathe together. There sometimes is a sort of hush of collective exhale that comes over the room and you can kind of just feel the atoms in the air just quivering and everyone's like, yeah, that's beautiful. I don't know about laying on mats and things, but I've heard I've heard. People speak about spas they go to where people are actually in this mode of rest together. So I, I can get how important that is. I think also creating that kind of environment in your bedroom or mm-hmm. some space in your home, even right. if it's we've talked about this. Even we if, talked if about it's creating a sacred spaces yeah. before, but the, creating a sacred space is it means nothing if you're not resting in it. Yeah, it's just pretty. And it's how about you and, get, and you, you brag into, on it? You know, I have a sacred space. And you get into my the work. Space. You get into the work of creating it. Oh, now you're at Marshall's Home Goods. Oh, and you keep ordering it. Oh, I'm going to change it. I'm going to swap out. I'm going to now use this oil See, and that center. Now, and you're never there. It's work. But we think about how poisonous. You said legacies. You said a legacy of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about legacy. I can't help but think about chattel systems mm-hmm. and the history of how we have just been in motion mm-hmm. and in movement. You're the to mules. produce. We have been mules mm-hmm. to produce. Mm-hmm. In this Americas that we live in, in this, this capitalistic space, that that is how we have been conditioned for yeah. such a long time. And I think and we, so. How do we counter that poison? How do we get rid of? How do we get rid of that poison and that that has led us to this place that we are today? That you can't even be out jogging without picking up sticks. I know. I can't even have a moment of clarity to daydream without coming up with a strategy. Mm-hmm. Because my, it's the only time my mind feels clear. So then I use that time to do more work, to be more productive. And it's counterproductive. It's counter. I think, I think, so let's acknowledge this first, Andrea. The first step is acknowledging that we have a problem. Right? So the awareness is really step we one. It. We see it. Oh, we see it. We see, we, but, but we only acknowledge it when we take time like this to do it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're just grinding and busy, we're busy, busy. Yeah, busy. I might have been, I might have congratulated myself on getting 30% of the branches up. See, I got to do a percentage. 30% of the branches <laughs> oh, we up. We are sick. <laughs> we are sick. <laughs> but I do think that time, you know what, you know what I did a couple weeks ago and I actually thought of you and thought of this idea. I was, I took my lunch break. It was Ramadan, so I had time where I wasn't eating, right? And so I'm like, so how do you want to spend the hour? You know, you always have a choice. Do more work. <laughs> Why don't you start reading something to see if you're going to use it for a later seminar? And I was like, or what if you do something decadent? Like go on Amazon Prime and find a show that you're going to watch an episode of and just sit and watch something. And do nothing but just... I did that. Nonsense, yeah. Then I started taking naps. <laughs> like one time I put it, and I, my timer is my best friend. I'm like, I'm going to go in my car yeah. and just lean back for 30 minutes. I could hear myself snoring. I was mm. like, and so every day I would come up with something different to do, to do, but another way to embody this idea of rest. So for me, it wasn't necessarily like daydreaming or sleeping, but it, it could also be how can I settle my brain and watch something that doesn't require Sort of like a deep intellectual slog through big concepts. I'm just going to watch somebody else be creative and see how that makes me feel. 
that's a gift I wouldn't have normally given myself. And and is that rest? Like, yes. Who gets to define it? First of all, I, only it rested, you. It rested, only you. Right? It only it me. Means, only me. But this right. idea of like, was it? It was inspiring to me to watch someone else's creativity on screen. Mm-hmm. It also felt. Um, it also felt like I was choosing something really cool for myself. Like I could get a sense of, well, this is something you don't do all the time. And so now I'm in this mode of paying attention to choices that I can make. Mm-hmm. So do you have to? Spend your Sunday preparing for the entire week, or mm. can you spend your Sunday <laughs> sitting outside? Now that you know we can, if we if we use use climate as an invitation, sitting outside or sitting somewhere and not looking around, going, "Ooh, I could probably clean those baseboards. <laughs> I should probably <laughs> probably <laughs> sweep yourself some grace. Just to sit. Can to we sit? sit? And she so, calls it dream space. So that requires, though, that requires us to shift. To radically reorient it, um, reorient our lives mm-hmm. and and really fundamentally change of how we how we are being and how we have measured productivity for such a long time. Yes, it's in us, right? It's in and us. And so now we are saying, you said step one was acknowledging it. Step one on this plan is acknowledging that it's toxic, and we've had this legacy of what you call it? legacy of exhaustion. Exhaustion, yeah. And, and and do you want to pass that on to your daughters? But when you check them and say you're lazy or or asking them, what are you doing? Nothing. You are passing on that legacy to constantly be moving and doing it bit better. Um, but, Tazneem, how do we do this long term? You know, so for me, I don't know what that looks like. I think this is an opportunity for an invitation mm-hmm. for us to even consider it. You turned it off just for a little while last week. and I did. Watched some mindless television mm-hmm. and took some naps. I don't even know what that... So I do that already. I do that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I watch mindless television. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll just sit there on on a Friday. I consider that restful. Is that rest? It would be restful for me. It's, okay, so maybe that is rest for you. Then maybe I don't yeah. know what rest for me would really be. Well, that's something to think know. about. I think, you know, she, that there's a list. She says starting points to jumpstart your curiosity. And one of them is deciding what rest is for you, but believing you're worthy of it. I, the, ah, part two. Mm-hmm. Believing that you're worthy of the rest. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we're trying to, we're up against a culture that the grind culture, as you said, it means that we are constantly trying to accomplish. And I'm having a hard time figuring out how to balance that. So I'm not even resting thinking about it. I'm trying to balance. How do we do that and still be productive? How do I rest? And she still challenges be productive? this. She says ex- productivity should not look like exhaustion. And do you hmm. know how often? Hmm. We're like, man, I had to work work myself to the bone. <laughs> work myself to death. I work yeah. myself to know it. Think yeah. about that. Oh, my gosh. It sounds so sick now yeah. that you think about and replay those uh-huh. those words that we have worn as this badge of courage, a badge of, uh-huh. you know, my black girl, superwoman cape uh-huh. that makes me so super productive. It's the wildest thing ever. So I think these are some of the things we can do. I think we have to challenge ourselves with this idea of, Paying attention to when we do have a moment to breathe, because many of us do in snatches, right? right? What do we do with that time? And do we honor nothing as something? Well, I think there is the challenge for us. Let's let's. What do you want us to invite our listeners to do? Because I think this is a beginning, an invitation to experience this inner revolution mm. of of what rest might be. I think I would love for us to get into the conversation with Trissa Hersey. As I mentioned, she she's She's prominent on Instagram. She's also quite uh, 
decisive about how she uses social media. She considers social media to be anti-rest, like it's a way to keep it your is. brain busy. So she talks about that too. Even though right. she uses social media, she talks about not overusing it to the point where it sort of allows for some self-neglect. Entering to that conversation, I think also like thinking about the ways in which we find ourselves congratulating ourselves for being so tired because we worked so hard. <laughs> oh, it's been such a grind. This yes. week was a beast. Oh, ha- uh, hashtag beast mode. Like, did I not just say that? So many oh. things. And so, so the only time we're supposed to breathe is on vacation. But man, we work hard to get there, don't but we? But we work, we, we, we are set up and conditioned mm-hmm. to believe that we worked all these days mm-hmm. to build up X amount of weeks mm-hmm. to go on a vacation. Mm-hmm. But I just shared this morning with a friend that I no longer believe mm-hmm. that life is a destination. Mm. That it is the journey. Mm. And it's the day-to-day journey. Mm. But it's easy for me to say that because I don't want to always just be striving, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You know, my grandfather worked his entire life and he wanted to get this amazing Cadillac mm-hmm. like when he was going to retire. Mm-hmm. Well, when he retired mm-hmm. and bought the Cadillac, mm-hmm. he had stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. So he never drove it. Wow. He, he never had an arm. I drove it. I drove it to go to the grocery store, pick up his morphine, do all these things, wow. and everyone else in the family. But he never had the opportunity to 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 enjoy, mm-hmm. to rest, mm-hmm. because he was always working, always grinding, always mm-hmm. grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that became such a picture for me of what, like, we should be doing. Yeah, we should be grinding. We mm-hmm. should be working. We should be saving and mm-hmm. waiting for that 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 the buy and thing, buy. The, the buy and buy, buy right? Mm-hmm. But I'm. I'm going to challenge myself, and mm-hmm. I hope you ask our listeners to mm-hmm. do that. I'll challenge myself yep. that every time, at least I'm going to give myself a mix for this week, mm-hmm. I'm going to think about all of the small little acts that lead me to self-neglect. Yeah. Under the guise of being productive. Under the guise of grinding and being productive and in beast mode. Yeah. Because we hella, hella, hella productive, aren't we? We, uh, we, <laughs> we? I mean, and there's things. little ways. Can we eat a meal and just savor the taste without taking pictures and posting uh-huh. You, you throw in shade? No, I'm just, oh, you throw in shade. Then we get caught up in editing the photo. Stop it! Want a filter. Ah, I told you I didn't want to. <laughs> Listeners, did I not say I didn't want to do this? She's clowning and throwing shade at me, but Can it's we okay. Just have a good time uh, without adding the work of posting. <laughs> These are the things. Can She's nothing be about me, something? Family. So, oh our gosh. listeners, truth be told, listeners, here's what we want you to think about: Do you allow yourself to daydream? Now, some of us were ridiculed for being daydreamers when they're going up. My hand is up. Oh, she over there daydreaming. And so I got the idea that daydreaming was like some kind of wasteful activity. And I think some of the best creativity comes out of somebody saying, this idea came to me. Is that not a daydream? So there's one. Do you allow yourself the gift of daydreaming? Do you find yourself ever sitting somewhere or being anywhere and realizing, I'm not doing nothing. And this nothing feels like something. And that the nothing is something. Okay. Yeah. Do you okay. find yourself saying, I'm not going to answer the phone or respond to this text or or be available to anyone other than myself just for this nugget of time? Do it. you offer yourself that? I love it. I love or do it. we feel we owe everyone, all of us, all the time? Well, that's a whole other subject, another topic, another episode. But it is what we do. It's right? what we do. And, and finally, I want us to yeah. think about how much sleep, actual brain off of our tasks, sleep we get. Are we getting at least seven hours? Who gets seven hours of sleep? Who does that? That's me. Oh, I'm now. sorry. Now I do. And and everybody has a fancy phone that can completely keep you on task and tell you. You know what? <laughs> but do we? And so rest is resistance. What are we resisting? Being exhausted as a legacy. Uh, family, I wish you could see the way she's looking at me right now. 
Um, there's a better way, Andrea. There's a better I way. Accept your challenge, <laughs> Tasneem. Challenge. Truth be told, family, I hope you will join me and let us together not post pictures of our Sunday meal today. And until next time, Tasneem. This is Truth Be Told. certainly truth be told and we want you to remember who we are and tell other people we'd like you to like share follow and subscribe truth be told and that's going to be at truth be told pod pod at the back at truth be told pod let people know what you're listening to let us know what you like that you're listening to let us know what you don't like and then we'll see you next time and remember this is truth be told oh,